Well, we're going to start our study today, uh, actually in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. You can turn there with me. Hebrews chapter 11. But we will review. We're talking about uh, faith and today specifically uh, keeping your faith focused. Uh, we're talking about the process of faith as a series. And uh, in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 9, in the setting of this verse, you find that it's talking a lot about trials and tests and, uh, that people would face. And now, he says, receiving the end, in verse 9, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. The end of your faith would be the manifestation of the answer or the promise being fulfilled in your life experience. And so uh, anytime you pray, of course, you have a goal, and the goal would be that you get an answer. And so uh, we looked uh, with this last week, we looked at Mark eleven twenty four. 24. It says, therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. What things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So what is the end of that verse, having them? That is the goal of your prayer. That is the goal of the prayer of faith, that you actually have the answer. Or you receive the manifestation or you receive the promise of God fulfilled in your experience so that you're actually enjoying the benefit of the promise of God in your life, right? So the end game or the end of the verse or the end of your faith is that you receive the manifestation, that you actually have it. Now, considering the verse, again, what things soever you desire when you pray... What do you do? Believe. So when do you believe? When you pray. What do you believe? What do you believe? He said, what things are you desire when you pray? Believe that you receive them. So he tells you when to believe. He tells you what to believe. And he tells you to do that when you pray. All right, so prayer needs uh, uh, an, an, a, a faith in order for it to work. The prayer of faith needs you to believe, right? So then, uh, believe that you have received them. Well, uh, other translations actually render it in that way rather than believe that you receive them. In the King James, other translations say believe that you have received them. Or uh, many translations render it that way. And then another says believe that you have it already. One actually says believe that you got it and you'll have it. Well... I just simplified it a little further. Believe you got it and you'll get it. So that is not a contradiction of words. That is the way faith works. This is how you receive from God. This is how faith works. Believe you got it and you'll get it. So you don't believe that you got it when you actually have the manifestation. You wouldn't have to believe it then because you already have it. Are you with me? So your believing is when you pray, believe that you have received them or believe that you got it and you will get it. Believe that you have received it and you shall have it or you will actually possess the answer to your prayer or you will possess the promise fulfilled in your 
life. So then I'll give uh, Dad Hagen, I used him as an example, example. Uh, you know, when he was a teenager, he, he actually never ran and played like other kids because he never, he was always uh, weak and sickly, and so he had a deformed heart and had an incurable blood disease, so he was always weak. But at, at a certain point, he became paralyzed. So he was in a bed. He was paraly in a paralyzed condition, also with a deformed heart and the incurable blood disease. But he saw this verse, Mark eleven twenty four, And in this verse, he saw the answer. He saw that he could pray and that he could believe and he could receive healing in his physical body and that he could be raised up from that condition. And so by faith, he acted on what he believed. He did pray and he asked God and he believed that he received it. And so he took a hold of the bedpost and he began to pull himself up. He actually pushed his legs because he was paralyzed. So he pushed his legs off the side of the bed and he said they fell like two pieces of wood. You know, when he pushed them off the bed, fell, fell like a piece of wood, just hit the floor. But when he grabbed that bedpost and began to pull himself up. The power of God came on his body, and he was healed miraculously at that moment from the deformed heart, from the incurable blood disease, and also from a paralyzed condition. So he acted on what he believed. So when you pray, believe that you have received them, and you shall what? Have them. The having or the end of your faith and the end of his faith in that situation was that he actually was raised up. He was actually miraculously healed. That was the end of his faith. In many cases, when we are praying the prayer of faith and asking, asking for healing or asking for uh, whatever you may be asking for, a financial uh, provision in your life or perhaps a family member to be saved or uh, a restoration of a relationship, whatever your desire was. Remember, desire is essential. So if you were here last week, we emphasized the desire, that it was essential. You have to have a strong desire. But most of the time in the prayer of faith, there is an interim time. There is a time between uh, the asking and also the actual receiving of the manifestation uh, of the promise of God fulfilled in your life. So in that time between, what do you do? Because it is many times a process, and so you have to maintain your faith throughout that time. So if your desire is strong enough, you have a strong desire, and your desire is strong enough to ask, then it needs to also be strong enough that you're going to maintain the spirit of faith to the end of your faith. In other words, you're going to maintain faith in the spirit of faith until you receive the promise of God fulfilled in your life. Because sometimes people have strong enough desire to ask, but they don't have strong enough desire to endure uh, through that process or stay with it and believe God until they receive the manifestation in their life. So my encouragement to you is let your, your faith be strong enough and your desire be strong enough and continually look to the Word or look to the promise of God Whatever you are asking for, you always need to have a promise because faith is based on the known will of God. If we ask anything according to His will or according to His word, then we know that we have the petitions that we have desired of Him. So, and that's in 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. So if we are asking, we want to know what God's will is prior to asking. In other words, what is the promise of God? If it's healing, you need to be assured, first of all, that it is God's will for you to be healed. 
and that it is God's promise for you to be healed. And so if it is God's promise, it is God's provision, and then you look to the Word of God, you look to the promise of God, and you look to God to fulfill His promise, then when you ask, then you know it was His will before you ask, so therefore you know that He will answer your prayer, right? And all the promises of God in Him are what? Yes and amen. So there is a great big yes to all the promises of God, and Jesus was that great big yes. Jesus was a fulfillment of every promise of God, and every promise of God in him is yes. So if you know what the promise of God is, and you're, you're confident in that promise, then God will fulfill his promise, and God will turn your captivity and turn things around on your behalf. All right, so here we are as Christians asking, and we're believing when we pray, right? We desired it strong enough to pray and to ask, and we ask in faith, and we believe that we received at the moment of our prayer. Now, we believe that we have received, hallelujah, so therefore, we now are going to do something in that in-between time. We're going to maintain a spirit of faith. We're going to maintain our focus of faith. It's important to keep your focus. Because what you do in between praying the prayer of faith and the actual having, receiving the end of your faith, is going to make the difference in the outcome. All right, so uh, because uh, it's already a pressure, it's already a temptation, it's already a test, it's already a trial, then there there are things that hit your mind, thoughts. And sometimes those thoughts are just subtle thoughts about maybe it's, not going to work out the way I prayed. Maybe your vision of the future is things are not changing for the better, but perhaps getting worse. So then you have to catch yourself and you have to hold your tongue and not go that direction. In other words, now you have to say what God says rather than seeing your future without that thing you prayed for. You see your future with that thing you have prayed for. Are you with me? So when those subtle thoughts come to you, sometimes they're subtle, sometimes they're just a loud voice. You understand? In other words, just the circumstances are talking to you loudly. Things that you see, your vision talks to you. In other words, your natural sight says this is not working to your benefit. This is not working out to your good. Uh, It's not happening the way you have believed. Well, when you see those things, those natural things, I mean, in Pastor Vicki's case, obviously, we can all learn from this. And here she is, you know, naturally, things were not working the way they uh, are supposed to work. But we don't just look at that. We do know that there is progress naturally being made by the supernatural power of God, and we celebrate that progress. But we're seeing beyond what we just see naturally, and we're seeing the end result. We're seeing her healed, whole, and fully functional in the name of Jesus. Amen? So when you're dealing with situations in your life, you have to see beyond what you see. You have to see beyond the natural circumstances that you see every day or you face every day. And you have to believe beyond what you see naturally and say, God, I believe that I have received. Hallelujah. And in that process of faith, hallelujah, you hold fast to your confession. You say what God says. You say the promise of God. You declare what God says about your situation. 
All right, so if we're going to do that, we've got to maintain our focus. And when thoughts come, circumstances around you seemingly haven't changed, things are talking to you, your body's talking to you, your sight is talking to you, your senses are talking to you, your feelings are talking to you, you don't feel it, things haven't changed, but God and the Word of God is true, so you're holding fast to your faith and you're maintaining your focus of faith, and the way you primarily do that is you have to keep your tongue from saying what you see and start saying what you believe. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, of course, I mean, I gave you a report today regarding Pastor Vicki. I'm giving you a report because you're in this together. We're in this fight together. So we're a team, and it's a fate sometimes as a team sport as well as, well as an individual uh, believing God. So we can team together. We can work together. We can pull together. And one will chase 1,000, two will put 10,000 to flight. So our agreement it multiplies the power that can be released on her behalf. And so in our situation, we're believing God together. Well, you can, you can consider what you, where you're at because faith is not denying there is a mountain. Faith is believing, uh, thank God, that the mountain can be removed. And so uh, when you believe God, you just certainly have to deal with your natural circumstances. You're dealing with natural things every day, perhaps, but you're looking beyond. You're believing beyond. You're believing to receive, and you believe you have received every promise of God fulfilled in whatever you're believing for in your life. So God is faithful. So keep your focus of faith. Keep seeing what God says. Keep your eyes on the promise of God. Keep your focus on the promise of God. And keep your focus not on the problem, but on the promise. All right, so we're going to go now to uh, Hebrews chapter 11. In Hebrews chapter 11 and verse uh, 1, it says in Hebrews 11 verse 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. Now faith is. This is what faith is. Faith is substance. Faith is the substance of things that you hope for. Now, hope is a favorable, according to W. Vines, this is a favorable, confident expectation. That's what hope is. Favorable, confident expectation. Thank you, Jesus. I just told you a little bit about the insurance issue. So, it was a fight, naturally. But... Every time I hear the word no, every time I hear the word denied, I have to keep believing. Hallelujah. Keep saying. No, this is where we want her to go. This is where we believe she's going in the name of Jesus. Praise God. And so your faith is in God's promise and God working out things for your good. And so sometimes the devil says no, and you have to say, but all the promises of God are yes. And when your circumstances say no, but the promises of God say yes. The voices of the world say no, but the promises of God say yes. So in your situation, you maintain a spirit of faith and a focus of faith, and we're pushing forward. you got to deal with what you got to deal with naturally, but you believe God in the process. And you trust God in the process. And God turns things for your good. Why? Because you hold fast to your believing and your confession, and you keep your focus of faith. Thank you, Jesus. 
Because faith is a substance of the things you desire. Obviously, I desire the best for my wife. I wanted her to have the best care that she could have. So I believe that was the best. Summerlin was the best. Uh, Summerlin Rehab was the best. So therefore, I'm going to push for that. I'm going to press for that. Well, in your life, you want to press for God's best. And so, in the name of Jesus, you believe to receive the best. Well, that's your hope. That's your desire. Favorable, favorable. The word denial does not sound favorable. That doesn't work. The word no doesn't sound favorable. No, that doesn't work, right? Favorable, what? Confident expectation. So, my expectation is not just on uh, natural things. My expectation is on him. So I believe he can change these natural things. So you set your expectation on God. You set your hope on God. Your confidence, your assurance is toward God. So then a favorable, confident expectation. Hope is necessary. Desire is essential for your faith to work. If you don't have strong desire, if you don't have a great hope, then you're not likely to hold steady when it looks like it's not going to happen for you. All right? So then, he says, faith is a substance of things hoped for. So I already got some substance of the thing I desire, if you have faith. It is the evidence of things not seen. So I've got evidence when I don't see. I've got evidence when it doesn't look like it's working to my benefit or to my good. Are you with me? So faith is evidence. Evidence. Well, evidence. Well, then uh, if you go to a court of law, uh, usually you're going to need some evidence. You need some evidence if you want to win your case. Thank you, Jesus. Evidence is necessary for you to win your case. All right, so then I've got evidence of things that are not seen. Things that are unseen to the natural eye. Faith is your evidence. So faith works to win your case when it looks like the odds are stacked against you. Faith works to cause you to win. All right, then we're going to consider this in the Amplified Translation. In the Amplified Bible, it says it this way. Now, faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of things we hope for. It is the assurance so faith is like having assurance, not insurance, assurance. Assurance, it is a confirmation. Now, if you, if you want to fly on an aircraft, then you, uh, you'll maybe go online and you'll uh, figure out which flight you want to take. And you end up saying, okay, I choose this flight. And you figure out how much it is. You give them your credit card number. Most people do it online nowadays. And so you do it. And then uh, you purchase that uh, ticket and you paid for it. It is already paid for. Now they give you a confirmation number. And that confirmation number says you have a seat reserved for you, depending on what, you know, airline. But Maybe a specific seat, unless you're on Southwest or Spirit Air or something like that, you know. But you at least have a seat. But if you are on most uh, aircraft, then uh, you are going to have a specific seat, specific number, specific aisle, specific seat, right? 
So you got a confirmation that says your seat is reserved. Your seat is paid for. So he says faith is like a confirmation. Faith is like you've got a confirmation number that guarantees you a seat on the aircraft. Thank you, Jesus. But you might sometimes have to argue your case. Right? And sometimes somebody might sit in your seat. It's true. If you've flown enough, you know that happens. Somebody sits in your seat. You come up. You got this row. You got this, uh, this aisle. You got this uh, letter seat. You know where you're supposed to sit. Well, that's my seat. Well, if the plane is full and they're in your seat. In other words, you got something that says they need to move. I mean, you're not being mean about it. That's you reserved it, right? You bought it. You paid for it. They're in your seat. All right, so they have to move. All right, then if you have obstacles that are in your way, you've got confirmation it has to move. The mountain has to move. Why? Because you've got a confirmation from God's Word. Faith is your confirmation. Faith is referred to in this uh, translation, Amplified Bible, as a title deed. A title deed. The title deed. Well, if you think about a title deed, let's consider your house, for example. If you have a, if you have a house and uh, you paid it off, then you have a deed with no lien. In other words, you own it free and clear. It belongs to you. So then, nobody can say, well, you didn't pay the payment this month. So no, I don't have a payment. It's already paid for. If you, if you own a house, you think you own a house, and you got a mortgage, and you don't pay the payment for a few months, then they actually can evict you, right? So that means now you actually don't fully own it because there's a lien holder. There's a bank that holds that lien, and they can really tell you you got to move, Right? But if you have a, 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 a title deed, you have a deed that says it's in your name fully and it has no lien on it, then you are confident nobody's moving you. Nobody can say, well, you can't live here anymore. No, it's mine. All right, so Jesus has paid off your, your redemption. He has paid in full your redemption. I mean, redemption is a complete work. He's not got to come down here and do it all over again. And, you know, it's just kind of half work, half job. No, the blood of Jesus was for your absolute complete redemption. The death of Christ, the resurrection of Christ is a finished work. The ascension of Christ, the seating of Christ, the, uh, the putting of the blood in the heavenly of holy, holy of holies is a finished work of redemption, and so when it comes to your healing, your provision, thank God, you can say, I have a deed. There's no lien holder. Now, the devil will try to come and, and, and talk you out of your house or talk you out of your goods or talk you out of your healing or talk you out of your blessing or talk you out of your provision, but you say, no, 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 it's paid for. I have a deed. Faith is my deed. It says it's guaranteed. Jesus is my surety. He is my guarantee. He is a guarantee of our redemption that it is absolutely, completely paid for. It is already done. So, by his stripes you were healed means that it's already mine. It belongs to me. So faith is like saying, I know it's mine. I'm laying the deed here. 
Hallelujah. Now, thankfully, I had some people helping me uh, this past week, and, and Charles was one of them. And Charles offered to go get the belongings out of my wife's car, but we pulled the title out, and he needed the title to show it belonged to him. In other words, it's not his, but he has the title, and he's representing me with a letter that says he has the authority to do so. So they don't just let anybody come out and get the personal items out of the car, but they let him because he's holding a title, and he's holding a letter that says he has the authority to take, right? So as a, as a Christian, when you hold your faith in God's promise, listen, you have... You have a written title. You have a written deed, if you will, that that you can go with the Word of God and you can say, this belongs to me. Healing belongs to me. I said you can go with the Word of God and you can say, healing belongs to me. Thank you, Jesus. When I first got the call about my wife, you know, initially... You know, your body responds. I got a nervous person on the other end of the line. In other words, it's, it's hit them, and they're telling me. And it hit me in my body, in my mind, of course, your thoughts. But my first response, as I get off the phone, I started taking authority. Why? Because I know that's not the will of God. So I start speaking the word and taking authority over her life and her health and well-being. And it was not a good report. The little bit of knowledge I got was not a good report. But God turns our captivity. So you have to know what the promise of God is in the moment. You need to know what you believe. So therefore, you can exercise your authority, your dominion to resist the devil. Thank you, Jesus. Well, God is good. So you know that you're a, you're a title holder. Your faith is a title deed. Your faith is a confirmation. Your faith gives you assurance. Now, what does it give you assurance of? Let's read the latter part of this in the Amplified Bible. It says, being the proof of things we do not see. The conviction of their reality. Proof of things you don't see. Proof of things you don't see. So, in other words, you have proof when you don't see the results You have proof. You have a conviction of their reality. I have a conviction of healing is the will of God. I have a conviction that that was bought and paid for by Jesus Christ. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. Chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are what? Healed. That is a conviction of a reality. 1 Peter 2.24, who his own self bear sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin shall live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Conviction of that reality, by whose stripes you were 
Were. Were means it's done. Amen? So surely have a conviction of Isaiah 53 and verse 4. Surely he hath borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. It's a conviction of a reality that Jesus has already done that. So I'm looking to something that's already accomplished. It is a sure thing. It is a guarantee. It is a word from God. It is a promise of God. And we can lay hold to the promise of God. And we can believe it when we don't see it. When we don't feel it. When it doesn't look to our advantage, we can declare there is a promise of God and God fulfills His promise when we pray. Conviction of their reality. Proof of things we do not see. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Faith The Amplified Bible, I'm reading again. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. So faith perceives the promise of God as a real fact. I'm not trying to make it happen. Jesus made it happen. (laughs) One time the devil was saying to Brother Hagin, he said, this time you're not going to get it. And he started laughing. Brother Hagin started laughing. He said, I don't have to get it. Jesus got it for me 2,000 years ago. I don't have to get it. Jesus got it for me. In other words, Jesus has already done it for us. He did it for us 2,000 years ago. So we're just laying claim. We're exercising our faith. We're just saying we have the title. And so title says that it's mine. It belongs to me with no lien holder. There is no lien holder on your salvation. There's no lien holder on your healing. There's no lien holder on your prosperity, your provision. There's no lien holder on your life. Thank God you've been bought with a price. You've been bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. You belong to him and his promises belong to you and all the promises of God in him are yes and amen. So you just agree with God and his word and declare and decree what he said about you and me. When we say what he said and we agree with God and believe his word the promises of God are good and fulfilled in our life and we receive the end of our faith we receive the end of our faith which is the having part praise God but you got to do the process sometimes you got to stay steady and keep your focus faith perceives There's an inner perception. There's a spiritual eye, if you will. You're able to see spiritually. You're able to know something spiritually. You're able to perceive as real fact what is not yet revealed to your senses. So when you don't see it, you keep on saying it. And if you'll keep on saying it, Your spirit, you will perceive as real fact what is not yet revealed to your senses because you believe and faith says it's mine. I have it now. Hallelujah. Faith says it's mine. I have it now. So in your life, you declare what you believe you have received and you will see. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you.